they want to stand there and throw up fours, like they can step up to us. I'll put I'll put my team against any other team any day of the week. Welcome back to another episode of Women Love Wrestling presents Four Horse Women. Every week on Four Horse Women, I'm joined by an awesome guest who reveals her personal Four Horse Women. Now these can be the greatest of all time, or the women that mean the most to them. It's entirely up to them which four they pick, then we sit here and we have a chat about them. We'll be having a drink and just going into detail about what these women mean to our guests in a fun 30 odd minutes as we celebrate wrestling goodness. Imagine this is like meeting your mates down the pub or at a coffee shop or in the park, wherever you like to meet someone before you go to a wrestling show and just having a chat for a little bit. This show is part of the Women Love Wrestling Project. Head on over to womenloverestling.net to find out more about our book and range of t-shirt and sticker designs. 100% of the money that we make goes to women's charities Rain and Women's Aid. We are endorsed by the likes of Nyla Rose, McFolia and Rhea O'Reilly. That's over at womenloverestling.net. My guest today is the one and only Faye Jackson. Faye Jackson wrestles all around the US. She's based out of New Jersey. She's wrestled for so many companies. She's also got over to Europe to wrestle for the likes of Eve along the way. She is a former Brie Combination Wrestling Women's Champion and she is the current Pro Wrestling Magic Women's Champion. She is just great to talk to. I really enjoyed this chat and her four picks are coming up right now. Hi Faye, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you on the show today. It's really so. I, I love having this wide range of guests I'm getting, and you know, having someone like you who is it the internet breaker? You know, it seems like yeah. A good, uh... I mean, uh, yeah. I guess you could say that. I'm wholesome now, or trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be, but yeah. Um, I like to break the rules. I'm a habitual line stepper, as I would say. Uh, as always I start the show with um, what are we both drinking so I'm enjoying a nice English beer called a landlord very traditional uh, bitter <laughs> what have you got I'm enjoying a sparkling ice it's five calories it has a bunch of vitamins uh, it's fruit punch flavor zero sugar because I have to watch what I drink for a little bit because quarantine and the corona and me staying at home made me gain weight so <laughs> I not, didn't get back in shape. You're not the only one I think everyone's had that sort of at the moment the pain is everyone's put on a few pounds and a lot of people have started going back to the gym and they've not been getting the full workout in in the UK when they've started going to the gym and people are hurting. <laughs> and where I'm at, the gym is still closed. So I have to do Even my little harder. workouts at home, my jump rope. I may walk around the neighborhood, may lift a couple of weights, but that's about it. That's all yeah. I can do. It's not the same, is it? So it's hard no. to No. <laughs> but at this point, I don't even want to go to the gym. I'm like, well, let me just buy the weights at home and then I'll do it here. I got myself some of those weights, you know, the ones that are like the bands that have got resistance and mm -hmm. stretching. I have those. I was trying to do those to like, that's at least some sort of exercise. But then when you go and pick up weights, you realize, oh, there's actually just additional muscles. There's definitely <laughs> muscles that don't get the full workout. I like the tone, the definition. I don't yeah. want to be look like the whole muscular type, but I do like the toning of yeah. it all. Just want to be healthy. Yes, know? that's it. <laughs> 
look, I'm gonna be big. I can't help that. It runs in my family. It's genetics. I'm never gonna be one of the skinny girls, especially in pro wrestling. I just I love myself enough where I accepted that. But I know I can get in better shape. And I will say with all the Rona going around, uh, I was eating a lot of Red Lobster, a lot of biscuits. I don't think y'all have Red Do y'all have Red Lobster in the UK? We don't have Red Lobster in the UK, no. Well, I will say it's not the best seafood place, but they have the best Cheddar Bay biscuits, which are, oh, oh. that's why I gained all my weight. Because for my birthday, my friend bought me two dozen. (laughs) So I ate two dozen Cheddar Bay biscuits. Instead of a cake, I was like, just give me biscuits. I want it. What I love about doing this show is like the different words and what they mean in the UK versus the US. So I'm well aware of what biscuits are. What you mean is a scone. In the UK, it would be a scone. or it'd They're be called like, scones. Yeah, more like I think biscuits are scones or they can be um, more like, oh, so what I mean, like, yeah, dumplings as well, depending on the type of biscuit. Oh, and then okay. Like, like biscuits and gravy is like oh you mean like scone you mean like oh you mean like a dumpling and it's just a diff- different makeup of with the flour base of doing it and when you yep. say biscuits in the UK we're like you have like basically cookies with like gravy what <laughs> <laughs> so a, biscuits would be like a cookie to you yeah, we yeah say biscuits that. for me would be a cookie so when you say biscuits and gravy everyone's like what the hell are the Americans doing and actually <laughs> <laughs> but I was I, I've, I've been intrigued enough in the past to be like oh you just mean like dumplings and gravy okay yeah and scones or something else as well yeah it all gets confusing but i know what you mean (laughs) okay as long as you knew because i'm like no i was i mean it's not i don't think it'll taste good as a cookie yeah but they're very flavorful i remember i remember looking up a lot because when i was in seattle there's a place called biscuit bitch and and it's only open for breakfast like what is that doing like then you're like all right okay that makes sense and that's actually a little surprising in Seattle. Good for them. Because in yeah. the South, like the Southern states in the U.S., all they have this place called Biscuitville. And, you know, in the South, all you eat is biscuits in the morning. It's like when people eat toast, no, you eat a biscuit down down South. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Right, we see. Oh, straight away, we, I, I do a little chat about drinks, and we always go off on a tangent about something completely random. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's good small talk. Let's crack on with while we're here, though. We got the idea is to get your four horse women. We'll do the first two before we go to a break. Um, who is the leader or your first pick for favorite okay. women? Absolutely, the reason why I got into wrestling is Jacqueline. Oh, cool. I think you're the first one to put her name down. It's cool. Well, that is a shame because she deserves all the respect in the world. But you know what? Everybody has their different reasons. I definitely have my reason for putting her as number one for me. So tell me, why does she mean so much to you? She was the first person. I've been watching wrestling since I was maybe, maybe six, seven. But she was the first person I saw on TV that looked just like me. And that blew my mind. Because, of course, there was, like, uh, Luna Vachon. There was a Lunder Blaze. There was, uh, you know, uh, Miss Deborah that came out with, uh, <laughs> with Mongo and stuff like that. But the first time I saw Jacqueline, it was just like, oh, my God, there's a, a, a black lady. Like, like, we can do this, too. This is so cool. Like, that, that's to me, that, that's the reason why she will always forever just hold a special place in my heart. 
So this is, are we talking like mid 90s, mid to late 90s? I'm trying to that'd be about the time. The first time I saw her was WCW. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, did you see her initial? What I love about Miss Jack is people forget. I mean, I love China, but everyone says she's the first like woman to wrestle men on mainstream American TV. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Not true. Miss Jackie was there with Disco Inferno having that. And that was the match that made me believe that I could do it too. Like she beats up men, and I used yeah. to fight boys in junior high and boys in in grade school. So yeah, <laughs> like if she could beat up men, so can I. <laughs> And it, it was really, I'm, and I recommend people going to watch that match because it's also intriguing because they're trying to keep, they have to be quite careful about the moves that they allow Disco to do on Miss Jackie. And Miss Jackie could clearly take those moves and kick his ass. Right. But they can't because it's PG and they're trying to be like, you know, safe around how they do things. It's more that she's sneaky and working around him and like, you know, hits him with a few moves, but he can't hit her. They have right. to be very careful. But right. then yeah, but she she could definitely have done more if they'd, if they'd let her at that point. But I definitely remember that wa- that match. I was probably maybe ugh, maybe eight or nine when yeah. I first saw that match. And I just, like, it blew my mind that this match was even going to happen at Halloween Havoc of all places. I'm, I, was, I was trying to remember the, the show were done. I Halloween Havoc. I, I told you, I remember that match. Because <laughs> that was, it's always the one thing you always remember your first. You always remember the first thing that, like, just is in just entitled and ingrained in your memory and that match to me was the whole reason why i was like i'm going to be a pro wrestler before my mom was like hell no you're not so <laughs> uh, that, that, that make, that I, I can totally, totally get that from like you know you see someone you think i could be that person or they're my hero so um any particular other matches or moments of miss jackie would like just stand out well that match of course um Honestly, on, when she went over you prefer? to... Do you, do you prefer Miss Jackie or Jacqueline? What Jacqueline. 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 Yeah. I mean, you go Miss Texas, too. Because, you know, oh, yeah, good, good. As, you're, as you're, like, kind of researching someone that you idolize, you see that, oh, she not only did stuff on TV, but she got stuff from way back, back in the day. So, you know, Miss Texas. But I would say there were... When she went to WWE, which was like WWF at that time, um, that's what made her mainstream. And just showing, to me, her showing her, like, her everything. Like, just like, yeah, I'm, uh, Sable's here, but I'm sexy too. And I was like, yeah, so am I, even though I'm like a 10, 11-year-old at that time. <laughs> at that but it's like yeah that's right like it showed her as a beautiful black woman and you know she competed with some of the best and she also won the cruiserweight belt it wasn't and it was a quick match against Chavo that I do remember because it was just like a quick roll up but it was just like holy shit she's open she's holding a man's title like how cool is that and then they had her do PMS I love PMS Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I did love PMS with Terry. Um, Pretty mean sisters. Yes, yes. And she came out with D-Lo. <laughs> uh. She had, I remember there was a match uh, back when they brought back the women's title. And they just needed her to wrestle. And she wrestled against Molly Holly. But it wasn't, she wasn't going by Molly Holly yet. 
and it was actually a pretty good match. I remember seeing that, like, oh, like she she can actually wrestle. Like Sable's got her work cut out for her. She thinks she's gonna beat her, but of course she beat her that um I think it was like Survivor Series or something like that and won the women's title. But it's just I have so many memories of Jacqueline just until like I think she went over to Impact for a little bit because I just always I always admired her. Yeah, I can I can tell that she's clearly been a role model. Someone you looked up to is like your first big star that you loved. Um, is there any particular thing about Jack, like Miss Jackie or Jacqueline, Miss Texas? Let's give her all the names. But Jacqueline, anything particular about her legacy that you think is like the the most important thing? Anything she'll be remembered for, or that she's helped people achieve? For me, I would say her legacy is she was the first to be seen as a strong, attractive woman. Like yeah. you, you feared her because you knew she could beat your ass, but also she was just a beautiful black woman. And for me, me being a black woman myself, of course, seeing that, I think that always played a role. And you know, yeah, pro wrestling women have to be tough or strong, but it's nothing wrong with a woman being seen yeah. as attractive if you want to be seen that way there's nothing wrong with that makes total sense she's she's a great choice um i'm trying to like i just remember like jacqueline being around obviously but i don't think she connected with me in the same way but that's always like i don't think she, you would expect her to but i remember her always being around and sort of having really good matches especially for that era absolutely yeah and at tornado ddt i've tried so many times <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, when you first start wrestling, um, people always ask you, like, who's your inspiration? You like you always get people that ask you when you start training, like, who do you who did you admire? Who you grew up watching? Things like that. And when I told my trainer, like, yeah, I love Jacqueline. He's like, all right, I'm going to show you how to do the tornado DDT. My big ass don't like going to the second row. So... <laughs> I tried it and failed a few times. Maybe one day, but today ain't the day. It probably ain't going to be tomorrow. So kudos to her. Uh, something, something to aspire to. You'll get there one day. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, that could just stay her move, too. She did it flawlessly. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Let's move on to a second choice. I mean, I love Jacqueline. Let's move on to inferior her enforcer, her right-hand woman. Who would be your second pick in your first? All right. So I had to go with my auntie. I'll call her auntie because when I met her and we got to sit down and just talk and like just shoot the shit about the business. And I was at a place where I wasn't for sure if I wanted to continue. And she was just like, hey, if you if I don't see your name on any cards, I'm going to come find you and we're going to have to talk. And that person is Jazz. You know, I think Jazz it's going to end up being the most popular choice across episodes. Which really? Which I was expecting at the start. Yeah, she's in at least a third of our horsewomen lineups. And it's oh, amazing nice. to sort of realise just how loved she is. And, and, I, and I don't think she, I don't think she knows that. Like, uh, we love her. Like, women wrestlers, we love her so much because of what she stood for. Like, just her era, her presence, just everything about her. Just just portraying a strong woman. Mm. 
and just being a badass about it. Like, she was legitimately a badass. And I think this is kind of like, she's, she's had a very long career in terms of, like, she's been in ECW and in WWE or F, whatever way around it was at the time. She's trained a lot of people. She's just, mm-hmm. that's just she seems to have a presence in particular for women in the industry, but fans as well, certain fans remember her and, like, love her as well. And it's just something about jazz, like you say, an amazing badass and actually just a really good person at the same time. Yes, yes. Like, oh, just, I was, you know, they tell you don't meet your heroes. I haven't met Jacqueline. I had the chance and I, like, had a minor panic attack. So I was just like, I can't do it. But I was on the same show with Jazz one time in Texas. And I wasn't for sure if I wanted to go up to her and meet her and talk to her a little bit. You know, always have to introduce yourself and things like that. But just from there, she's like, I follow your work. I know who you are. I think you're like, I think you're amazing. You're doing good stuff out there, especially for like the like the personality that you have. You have so much charisma and stuff like that. And I'm just like, <gasps> oh, my God. Like we just from there we just made that connection. She's such a she's such an auntie to me. She is such an auntie. She I will forever, forever love her. And if, if there's any shows where people are like, oh well bring oh think of some women that you want to bring in. Jazz, she's available. Call her, hit her up, whatever her <laughs> price is, bring her in. I don't care. She's gonna make this show ten times better. Yeah. Okay, and any particular matches. I mean, I can understand how much you love it. Any particular matches that you think this is what people should see if they want to understand who Jazz is? So I'm going to go with Jazz's first match in ECW. It may look like I love intergender wrestling. I do. But (laughs) I do love intergender wrestling. But this was one of the matches as well, like as Jacqueline facing Disco Inferno, Jazz's first match in ECW was against Jason. Yeah. And out around my little preteen teenage years, I was big on ECW. Like you, like I was the one that stayed up Saturday mornings at 1 a.m. holding the antenna just to get some type of signal to watch ECW. And then I will order the pay per view. Well, not really order, but my mom had to chip. Y'all can't go after her because <laughs> this was years ago. <laughs> So I will watch all the pay-per-views and I will watch ECW late, late, late night. And just seeing Jazz in the stable was just incredible. Then they started beefing and they had that, she had that match against Jason where, I mean, she was using chairs and I was just like, holy shit. Like, oh my God, this, like, she is badass. That match to me, her versus Jason was like it, it it just showed me that women could be hardcore and just a badass badass woman and of course she has some bangers with uh trish stratus and with uh with lita with victoria things like that but i don't know it's just that first match to me that i saw her in or i just knew oh, i'm gonna be a fan of hers for life I missed her ECW stuff. I didn't get it. Was, it wasn't so easy to get in the UK for one thing, and so we, we had the main shows. And I, for me, Jazz is she just came in and scared the hell out of all the other women in WWE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, 
And see, the thing about her wrestling in ECW, um, she didn't wrestle Beulah, and she didn't wrestle Francine and the other women they brought in because they weren't wrestlers. And she was a wrestler. So she had to, when she came in, she had to wrestle wrestlers. So they just happened to be men. Yeah. Um, anything in particular about her legacy? I mean, I think she's helped train so many people. She seems to be such a, like, just in the background, like, you know, in the industry. But what do you think she should be best remembered for? Um, honestly, I think it's just her presence. She shows people that it's okay to just be a strong woman. And just just her whole demeanor about herself she she she's one of those people as soon as you see her you instantly respect her and that's the way it should be like that's what her legacy is going to be like as soon as you see her it's almost like you want to bow down to her because it's like anything you want anything you need uh because I, I don't want you beating my ass so <laughs> interesting you say that so Rhea O'Reilly said something similar she said the presence that Jazz has when she walks into a room to for to Rhea it was, it was it's kind of like for somebody when the Undertaker gong goes off and the Undertaker appears and there's that presence she mm-hmm. said Jazz has that yes yes so it's, it's like you don't want to you don't want to do anything that offends her but at the same time just because she has that presence, but she's not that person where it looks like anything would like just tick her off or anything will upset her. She is very down to earth. You can yeah. talk to her about anything. So great backstage presence help helps a lot of people. It sounds like just have yes. an overall presence in the ring. Badass helped to really get into gender wrestling over in the nineties, at least on American TV. That's that's a lot to say for one person. So that sounds right, cool. right. Just a, what a woman. Cool. So at the moment, I think we have a kind of a mid-90s vibe going on at the minute, which I'm because you know, these are the women that made so much to you growing up. We will take a short break, and when we come back, we'll see if that trend continues or if you're going off in another direction. The following announcement has been paid for by... Women love wrestling. The women in my life love wrestling in so many ways. Women love wrestling... Women love refereeing wrestling matches. Women love announcing wrestling shows. Women love photographing wrestling. Women love filming wrestling. Women love creating costumes for wrestlers and doing the hair and makeup of wrestlers. Women love writing articles about wrestling. Women love writing fan fiction about wrestling. Women love creating fan art based on wrestling. Women love wrestling. And that's the basis of an anthology that's being created full of stories of women who are part of the wrestling world. You can check out all the details on womenlovewrestling.net and proceeds from purchases of the anthology are going to support uh, charities like Women's Aid. So please go check it out. They also have a rad t-shirt which features me on it. It's pretty awesome. but yeah, women do love wrestling, and it's important that the world knows. And that was show friend Rhea O'Reilly promoting the Women Love Wrestling book. Faye, I believe you know Rhea O'Reilly as well. I think you've read Yes, I do. Such a queen. I'm going <laughs> to kick your butt when I come back to the UK. Love you, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anything you want to plug at this point as well? Tell people like more about yourself. 
well, um, if you dare, uh, follow me on social media, Faye Jackson 419 on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Um, just a fair warning, you see what you see. So, <laughs> <laughs> not safe for work, are you saying? <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I just say what I like to say and I post what I like to post. So, there you go. <laughs> And also, I do have a wrestling show coming up that I'm going to be a part of, part of called Black Wrestlers Matter. It's going to be in Des Moines, Iowa, and it's actually going for a good cause. All the all the proceeds are going to a I want to say it's going to a charity. I don't I can't remember off top hand which one it is, but it's definitely going to a black sponsored charity. And it is August 22nd. So you can catch it. I believe it's going to be streaming on Fight TV. If, of course, you can't make it to Des Moines, Iowa, but I think the tickets are sold out anyway because, you know, with Corona going around, you got to put a cap on something. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get to shows these days, but I think everything is on Fight TV. So the Black yeah, right? Matter show in August. I think I could put a match on in my garden and probably put it on Fight and TV. And it go on Fight TV. <laughs> as long as people pay for it and you get the money, that's what matters. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's move on to the other other two in this group then. So, who's the third pick in your horsewomen? All right, so this one maybe will be considered '90s. Yeah, I think she's going to be considered '90s. Aja Kong. Aja Kong. She's been around for. I'm trying to be like, you think? Does it count as eighties, nineties? I'm trying I to think. I wanted to think eighties too, but I was like, I don't think she was wrestling for that long. Late eighties, I think. Yeah, but definitely into the nineties and but then into the two thousands as well. So, Ayakong, legendary wrestler from Japan. Like, why have you picked her? Well, she's one. As soon as I got in the business, everybody was like, "Oh, you need to study her. You need to study her." And I was just like. Ah. Probably not, but you know, because I'm like, I know what I'm going to be, I know what I'm going to portray. One day, I decided to look up her matches, and I was just, I was blown away. And there were some things that she did in her matches. I was just like, if she can do it, maybe I can. And sure enough, I learned how to do it. So I give Aja Kong all, all the blessings in the world, and just, just a big, big thank you for showing me somebody that you know that's her size, and I'm close to that size as well she can do it then it's the same when when people come up to me and they're like you know I'm like 250 and I don't think I can be a wrestler it was like if you have it in your heart and you have it in your desire to want to get step in the ring yeah it's tough but if you want to do this then do it because if I can do it and, and I'm lazy if I can do it then I know you can. And Aja Kong showed me that you could be a big, strong woman who I also learned, and this is why I wanted to put her part of my four horse woman, is part mixed with, with black, with African. So that's why it's even learning that, being a Japanese woman over there, but she's still part mixed with African. And just being a total badass, like just a badass. She had matches with uh, Minami Toyota. Woo! Is that is that dump truck Toyota? I'm trying to remember. There's like, is that the one? Is that someone else having that? But yeah, I think like just some brutal matches. And people don't yeah people don't know who Ayakon is. Like you say, she's she's a larger woman and she's known for working pretty stiff. She 
Jesus hard. Oh, you can see it. (laughs) (laughs) You can see it, but you know what? Um, I think I think Japanese women, Joshi, they just have that stigma of really hitting people, and I respect the hell out of that. I mean, as a kid, I got into fights all the time. In high school, I got into fights all the time, so I know how to take a punch to the face, but I know how to give them, too. I mean, at the end of the day, this still is a fight. That's what I thought, so (laughs) things happen. My bad. It is what it is. We move on, but as long as we got the love and respect for each other, that's what it is. You saw some of her matches and just some of the moves she was doing. Yep. Just so... (laughs) I was like, oh, she really slapped the shit out of this person. Okay, well, I'm. will people get mad if I start doing that? Because I'm about to just start smacking the shit out of this person. But it was her doing her topes. God, just, just, she just looks, I just feel like she hurts everyone in the ring when she's in there with them. Like, just, just her offensive, but just like the way she, just the way she throws it up at people as well whenever I've seen any of her matches. Everything just looks so powerful. So powerful. Yeah. It's it's funny as well because I mean when you you got Jacqueline and Jazz who can both talk quite a lot and I know I just, I just can't, it's probably lost in translation but we don't see her like the talking and think of her for her promos but again it's a presence right she just yep. you just you don't need her to talk really you don't, you don't need, need her to, to talk if anything talking would do her injustice just let her stand there and just look like a badass look like a monster look like she is going to kill you just. By presence alone. Are there any particular like moments or memories that you want to call out for from her? Uh, I would definitely say the matches with uh, Toyota, like the way she threw her around like a ragdoll, and respected Toyota as well because there, are, like, she just took it, and after she took it, she got back up and started like started to beat up on on Aja. And, like, I think they had, like, a feud for a long, long, long time in Japan because, you know, with female wrestlers, it wasn't that many out there. And, like, those those matches, especially those two, that legacy that they carried together, uh, just much, much respect to both of them because they they did some stuff. They did, like, death matches together. They did uh, cage matches together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> both were cut open beaten bruised all of that and they they put they took each other to the bringer and i, I mean she's i think she's she's still wrestling maybe not as much but she's still out there wrestling i mean I, I yeah every that. now and then yeah, yeah cause i saw her and i think another match is almost just out her more recent work and also with a name people maybe know from the uk or us um Piper slash Viper Niven, yes. who is um, from known for Pro Wrestling Eve, but then NXT UK. Mm-hmm. They had a great match at Eve's Wrestle Queendom, and which is on Eve has a YouTube channel, and they've got all like they've got Wrestle Queendom and some of the big shows are on there. And they had a great match at the historic York Call in front of a thousand people, and it was just great to watch these like you know old and new like coming together, right. and just having these like this legend being in that setting. So I can recommend that to people as well. Oh, and I love Piper. Out. Shout out to her. Yeah, that's definitely one worth checking out. That that was like a dream card, that whole show. So that one definitely worth checking out. Okay, I just, I'm trying to think like how to wrap up on her in terms of like, yeah, she's just a presence. I can appreciate why you're why you're putting her down in this list. As a again, legacy, I think I think her legacy is just known. She's just been such a figure in the Japanese scene for so long. So many women have been influenced by her. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Just just her whole her whole demeanor. Um, she showed that size didn't matter at yeah. all because there were things that she did in the ring. I was just like, like she would get on the top rope, and I was like, that's a fear I'm trying to conquer. But she did it, and she did topes. I learned how to do topes because of her. Um, she was just like she had no fear in that yeah. ring. Like you had to fear her. Yeah, I think that's. I, I just when you were saying, I think. Summer up, no fear. The no fear. Approach, no fear. Definitely, definitely the one to go. Okay, let's let's add the final fourth one to this group then. So, oh. who is the fourth one you're adding to these three? The last person I'm adding is not actually from the '90s or the '80s. She is present. So I am going to put Naomi on this list. My whole list is basically black girl magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think that's perfectly okay. <laughs> it's all about the women that matter to you. Naomi, um, I mean, I think we all know, everyone listening to this will be like, everyone wants more. Everyone wants her to get the chance to do more. Um, but tell me, tell me like your views on her. Like, why have you picked her? Though? Why, why is she getting into the choice for you? Naomi is just, is so athletic, so talented, so beautiful, so smart. So I can just like go on and on and on. But so underrated. Mm-hmm. And she is just like the whole feel the glow is more than just, you know, her coming out and just glowing and shining. Like that, it translates to everyone to have a, a self esteem about themselves. It wasn't just like, you know, about her, it's about everyone should have a glow about themselves and make themselves feel powerful and unique and brave and bold. That's what feel the glow meant. And Naomi is just so, just so talented and just so athletic. And I adore, I absolutely adore her. And she's just so, she's so underrated. Like, just so underrated. But I think her time is finally coming because everybody has to pay their dues. And, you know, sometimes there are people that step in, like, they get into business for a couple of years and then all of a sudden, like, everything's on them. But, you know, after a while, people can be patient, but then people's patience run thin. I think her time is definitely, I think people are going to definitely be behind everything she's going to be doing in the upcoming I'll say 2021 is going to be all about filling the glow I can I honestly feel that I'd hope so I mean she's been around W for so long now and I think they went with her briefly once when they put the Smackdown women's title on her and they did that thing a few years back now at Wrestlemania where they I remember like that was the one time they really got any momentum behind her which Mm -hmm. didn't last too long Mm -hmm. and then she's still been there and the pop she got at the rumble when she returned that huge afro going on the colors just everything it was like amazing and then she hit the ring and the crowd was so into it she was so amazing that performance the moves she was doing and then she's kind of just sat there for a little while like you say like and it was right. like yes and the, i think what really like set off was like the karaoke segment and some of the things they've done on smackdown recently where everyone's like no we know there's more that she could be doing we know how good she is give her the push hence like the social media things going right. on recently right. um i'm hoping we get there i just i wanted to get out of this lacy thing and start doing something a bit bigger 
So <laughs> and this, like, she's going to show. She's definitely going to show her worth. I'll say Royal Rumble when she came out. It's been a long time where when somebody's music hits, I feel chills. Like I was excited when Edge came out, but I didn't feel chills. When Naomi's music hit, I felt chills. Like that's how. Like my like. My body was ready for her to just to return and just yeah. be amazing. And soon she came out and she, like you said, she had the afro popping, just looking gorgeous as ever, just looking great as ever. And got back, got in the ring and just, just slayed everything, slayed it all. And she like she does transitions like um Kofi Kingston. Like she got kicked out and she jumped on the barricade. That's something Kofi would do. Yeah. And it was just like, oh my God, she got hops. Like, <laughs> like she got hops. How's she gonna get back in the ring? And she got back in the ring only just to get eliminated when she got back in. But that was the first time in a long time that wrestling actually gave me chills. I was just so, so happy to see her her shining it's i wish they would have did something with it afterwards but you know yeah yeah it's it's interesting your picks they all like they they all seem like for me they all have a presence and for naomi i I was watching that uh, in a pub with uh, a bar for go american i say american we're in a bar with about like 30 people we're watching that match and when naomi came out you could just tell everyone in the bar like was watching it and but in the crowd and it's like well she's also Naomi she was doing a similar thing before she went away but somehow she just cranked it up that little extra maybe it was the hair the attitude it just all had that little extra oomph to it yeah and you could tell but she was like she just turned it up a level and yeah when she hit the ring just the performance she put on for those you know her she She you get a couple of minutes yeah you get those two minutes to explode and where all the attention is on you and she completely grabbed it Oh, she exploded. And I was just so, so happy for her. Like, she is just, she's uh, just so underrated. Just so yeah. underrated. Is there a particular match that stands out from her career so far that you'd say that's the one that defines her? I would say she has great matches with Charlotte. When she was feuding for with Charlotte the first time to get the, for the SmackDown belt. And she won it on a SmackDown that because Charlotte, I mean, you just you just can't deny that. Like take away Ric Flair, Charlotte is it. <laughs> like just just you can't deny how great she is in the ring. And then with Naomi being great in the in the ring as well, both of them together just know they their chemistry is just is like that. And they when they had that feud on SmackDown for that belt is when people were invested because it's like oh I don't think Naomi can beat Charlotte because Charlotte's the queen and Charlotte like Charlotte hasn't been beaten and it's just like uh uh give her a chance and she's gonna rock everyone's world. Oh, uh, I I don't know what to say about Naomi. Like I said, she's just. Just like it's it's a frustration almost that you you know it's there and we're hoping but if I would if I did this show in say five years people would be talking about her legacy and how much she achieved of finally yeah. like getting over and what you want it to happen um but it's interesting but she can have so much yeah. more she's been there for about a decade y'all made her a functodactyl which was cute yeah. don't get me wrong I ain't mess I uh shit knowing the functodactyls or anything it was like it was very entertaining. 
But her coming out from that and showing then she did Team Bad and where she was teaming with uh with Sasha and Tamina. That was kind of like we're seeing who Naomi is. And then when she left from that and then she did the Feel the Glow, that Feel the Glow was it. This is when we knew this is this is this is Naomi. This is she is a powerhouse. She is athletic as hell. Athletic. Cause yeah. I don't I who who comes out besides Sunny Kiss dancing and still has to put on a ten to fifteen minute match. Yeah, I think she's, <laughs> she's gotta be the most athletic woman on the roster. I mean Charlotte will give her a run for her money, but I think Naomi wins it. Absolutely. She is the most athletic on the roster. Yeah, she's I mean she's great. I don't know I don't know what we can say about Naomi apart from she's great and let's see what happens in the next year. Oh, I have full good. faith. I'm putting all the all the good juju on that. Yeah. I have full faith that twenty twenty one is definitely gonna be Naomi's year. God, let's wrap this up. Um the total group I'm looking at here. It's interesting. Like, a lot of people do choose like they have their wild card is the fourth one. So your three other ones are kind of like, we're talking kind of nine more nineties than anything else, but it depends about how we class Aya Kong. But then we've got Jazz and Jacqueline and Naomi making the round in that group up. Final quick question. If this was an actual group, which of the four would be the one to turn on the others and go off to try and be a star? Who would turn on the others? Yeah, who's turning on the other three? I'm going to go... My gut is actually telling me Jazz. Jazz like, is the one. I could see, I could see Aja doing it just because, like, I, like she just doesn't want to be a part of the stable anymore. She just wants to like destroy everyone. But my gut is actually telling me Jazz will probably turn on the stable and go and do her own thing. Because let's not forget about Jazz and Teddy Long. I love those segments. <laughs> God, I forgot about those. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, oh. What she used to say. The the bitch is black and the bitch is back. Yeah. Like that was her line. <laughs> oh great. Okay, that makes sense. I can say well yeah, we, we put them together. You have to you have to, you have to put them together to break them up at some point and Jazz is the one who's turning. Fair enough. That that makes sense. Cool. I, I love this group. They they work. I'm gonna try and put these all out at the end of this series that I'm doing. I'm gonna put them all out and have it compare all these four horsewomen groups together. And you yeah. I think we'll, I think we will see Jazz is a very popular choice. So, and I, I, I can't, I'd have to go back and check, but I can't remember if she, I don't know if she generally turns on the others or not because she just can. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm intrigued to see what other, the other women pick too. Great. Well, thank you for trying today. This has been lovely. It's been awesome chatting to you, really. Um, just want to confirm to Twitter, Faye Jackson419, and that's the same on Instagram and everywhere else if people want to sort of track you down. And there'll be a link in the description. Oh, thank you Great. for having me again. Great. Thank this you for being awesome, on the Jason. show. Thank you. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley, and I'm sending out a, a big shout-out of congratulations to everyone involved with the publication of Women Love Wrestling. Uh, as far as I know, this is the first book dedicated solely to the love appreciation of women's wrestling, wrestling and wrestlers. There have been other books about individual wrestlers, but nothing that I know of that encompasses this uh, 
huge scope and shows this type of enthusiasm for the art of female professional wrestling. Wishing you all the best and also very grateful that a portion of the proceeds are going to rain and another really great uh, organization that benefits um, uh, women's causes. Keep up the great work and all the best to you with the publication of this fine book, getting five-star reviews left and right, right there on Amazon. Have a nice day.